Francis got a sledgehammer for all the bad mercenaries this year. Today I'm talking about one of the best scenes from Violent Night. This is Scott's Ultra Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's off indulgent movie podcast and today i'm going to do something i haven't done in a while and do a, an episode of fight work uh, which is where i break down a fight scene which I, and what makes it so great and what i like about it and yeah this is from what i am even in my intro will loosely call a new classic or at least getting there especially now that i've rewatched it i'm like yeah i could watch this every year so uh without further ado let's get started i don't like to throw the term new classic around that much Partially because film longevity is almost impossible to predict, and also because that gives the movie in question an added weight that's hard to live up to. It's the difference between calling something a good action movie versus calling something a stone-cold action classic. One is more fun to say, while the other sets sets a better bar for the audience. I say all of that because I think 2022's Violent Night is a new classic. David Harbour is pitch-perfect casting as a cynical Santa, the premise is wonderfully ridiculous and over-the-top, and the film somehow manages to both be an excellent Christmas movie and action movie, and harder than you might, which is harder than you might think. It also features some gl- gloriously brutal fight work, namely Santa facing off against a band of highly armed mercenaries in a shed. Well into the robbery gone off the rails, our hero Santa has barely survived a number of violent encounters with the criminals who have captured the Lightstone family and intend to rob them. And just when Santa thought he could turn the tide, a kill squad of snowmobiles and machine guns have tracked Santa's location and are looking to take out St. Nick. After believing his end is imminent, Santa gets a pep talk from his new friend and true believer Trudy before Kris Kringle finds a sledgehammer that resembles his old Viking weapon skull crusher and begins tearing through the mercs. So why does it work? First, it is emotionally satisfying. For the early portion of the movie, Santa has been trying his best to not get involved. He wants to get into the house, deliver toys, and get the hell out. And he's even not too thrilled about that. He's pretty much done with being Santa and not feeling the Christmas spirit. Not only that, but the fights he's had thus far have been pitched one-on-one bouts for survival where he's literally had to pull tricks out of his bag to succeed. In short, he's a mess, and he's not exactly confident about his ability to help, despite Trudy reaching out over the walkie-talkie. And that's before the Kill Squad arrives and reveals that they're here to help the bad guy, John Leguizamo's Mr. Scrooge. This looks like a massacre waiting to happen. But even with Santa getting morose, Trudy gives the big guy a pep talk, and he decides if he is going to go down, he's going to go down swinging. Swinging a giant sledgehammer, that is. After rejecting his call for most of the movie, Santa is finally stepping up in time to save the day. We also have some one-man army goodness. The one-man army premise is one of my favorite things in action movies, and the concept speaks for itself. Single person squares off against superior numbers and wrecks face, a simple power fantasy of being that strong or skilled in a fight. It's especially satisfying here because Santa's been having a tough time in these brawls, as I addressed earlier. Yes, he survived a number of lethal encounters with Mr. Scrooge's goons, but it's been a close call twice, and Santa has gotten his shit wrecked for half of them. He's clearly strong and shown signs of an inner warrior, but he's been all out of sorts. Now, that warrior is awakened, and here to go through a highly trained military-style force like a hot carving knife through butter perfectly exemplified by the cameras going all dark as the team's comms guys try to check in. 
It's also a just bloody melee. Another fun thing about these one-man army segments is that the hero can go through a series of overkills, one after the other, as we see just how powerful our hero is. Every hit in this sequence is either a haymaker that breaks bones, or a finishing move that covers the goon's white uniforms in blood. And because we're in a gardening shed, we can pull out a bunch of what I'll dub environmental kills, like a wood chipper, ice skates that you, he uses like knives, and a candy cane fashioned into a knife, and the aforementioned sledgehammer. Each death is rough and wonderful. It's like a slasher villain going through their greatest hits in a single segment. And finally, we have the cheeky humor still intact. Granted, all of this could play as horrifying in any other movie, hence the slasher comparison. Thankfully, that's not the case, because this movie's cheeky and ironic sense of humor remains intact. We've got the upbeat song choice, a very 80s-sounding Christmas time by Brian Adams playing through the entire bout, complete with a children's chorus chiming in. We've got David Harbour making Santa jokes before kills, and it even ends with Santa relishing his final overkill by turning to see a guy get blown up by his own grenade. It's not for everyone, but this is my kind of Christmas action movie, and part of what makes me feel like this is a new classic. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.